about family. So anyway, uh, we've been talking about uh, our true identity, who we really are over the last several weeks. And, you know, the thing I keep harping on is, you know, I can tell you about it and you can listen to it and you can read, read stories and articles about, about your true identity, but this is something you need to keep hearing because for years we've been told we're not good enough, we're not worthy. But what we're learning is when, when our mind and our emotions tell us that we're not good enough. Last week I had a, a remote control. Click the channel. You don't have to listen to that channel anymore. Click that channel because you are God's masterpiece, the Bible says. You were created in His image. And as we watch the news, we see that humanity has never been really uh, at its lowest than, than it has been here lately. And it's because I think a lot of people make emotional decisions We've been, last week, I love, I love preaching at Cowboy Church because we were poking fun at the tree huggers and the animal rights people last week. We were talking about how the tree huggers, it makes them feel, makes them feel so good. Their emotions feel so good when they can go save a tree. It makes them feel good. But does it do good when you can't heat your home or build a home with the wood that that tree produces? And let alone the fact that the people that, cut those trees down, plant it back, and it's better in the long run. And we talked about how last week that there's an animal rights organization called PETA. PETA, People for Ethical Treatment of Animals. They have a campaign that says, Holocaust on a Plate. What is Holocaust on a Plate? If you weren't here last week, it's if you barbecue a chicken and eat it, when you smoke that chicken, it was no different than, than incinerating Jews during the Holocaust when they burn them alive. It's ridiculous. It makes them feel good to save some chickens, though, but does it, does it do good? That's the difference. That's the thing we need to ask ourselves all the time. But here's the thing. The reality is we can make fun of people that don't agree with our lifestyle, but when it comes down to it, the truth of the matter is we all have emotions that keep us from our real identity. We all have emotions that make us so mad. Sometimes, I know, Amy, sometimes we act on those emotions, and then we wish we wouldn't have. But we have emotions that drive us down roads that we wish we wouldn't have had because as I've told you for a long time, as we listen to our, our soulish man in our three-part being, we, we live in a body, we have a soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions. But who we really are, our true identity, is a son of God, which means a spirit like Jesus had lives on the inside of me that's going to live forever, it's never going to die, and that's who I really am. That's my true identity. But these emotions, they just keep creeping up. And, and here's the thing about emotions and men and women. From what I found out as a husband and a father, men have very different emotions a lot of times than women. I don't know if anybody else notices that or not. Maybe it's just me. But I'll give you um, an example here in just a moment about that, but we're going to break down our emotions, breaking down our emotions. You know, when uh, I was 
in the PBR, I had uh, an opportunity to get, buy into some bucking cows, you know, raising bucking bulls. And, I mean, if you think of bucking bulls, mean you ought to raise some bucking bull mamas. Now, they're really mean, especially when you go to tag their calf. And uh, we, have, we have carted off numerous people from my working pens when we're working those bucking cows to the hospital. And, uh, and Sean Trimble has never been so scared in his life than when a little 300-pound calf nearly had him mess his pants we'd working them one time. We've hauled off Curtis Sandusky and Eddie Dean of Broken Bones. And I'm telling you what now, them cows will get you. And you can go into the pasture, and I mean, they're just watching. I mean, any move will make them just dart here and there. And then you get them up in the pens. One thing I learned about working bucking cows is you had to, you had to let them think it was their idea. You want them going in the gate? You don't push them in a gate. A lot of times you'd push them the opposite way so they, they run around you, get around you, then they see the open gate, and that's where they go, stuff like that. But the thing about them bucking cows reminds me about a lot of emotional people. They're, they're real ouchy. They're real watchy. They're all real flighty. And, I mean, they're going to make a big old mad rash decision like that in a snap if you do things wrong. There's a lot of people like, that if I don't act just right, boy, I mean, they just go, Bucking cow crazy on me. And you know what I'm talking about. Because you know people like that too. So, if you got a day sheet, here's what I want you to know tonight. We don't have to act like a bunch of bucking cows. But here, here's the thing I want you to know. First of all, number one, emotions are not all bad. God created us as emotional beings. Okay, so God created us to have emotions. We feel love and joy and happiness and guilt and anger and fear. They're not all bad, but when Adam messed everything up back in, way back during the fall of man, our emotions got warped and tainted and twisted. And mankind has had to deal with that ever since then. You know, uh, I mentioned just a second ago about the difference between men and women and their emotions. I'll read you this story. One night, a wife found her husband standing over their baby's crib. They had their first baby, and silently she watched, silently she watched him, and as he stood looking down at that sleeping infant, she saw on his face a mixture of emotions, disbelief, doubt, delight, amazement, enchantment, skepticism. And she was so touched by his unusual display and the deep emotions that he aroused. And with his eyes glistening, she slipped her arm around her husband and said, a penny for your thoughts. And he says, looking down that baby, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. I just can't see how anybody can make a crib like that for only $49. So, remember, God created men and women with emotions, but they're a little bit different. We're not going to get into that. I just had to throw that in there. Number two, here's what I want you to, here's what I want you to get out of tonight. It's simple as this. Just recognize them. Just recognize. Number two, recognize our emotions, and here's what we need to do with them. Give them to God. 
We're to be controlled by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of us, not our emotions. But a lot of times we don't talk about this, and so you don't think about it. We have a remote control on our emotions that, that we can hit stop. We don't have to continue listening to them. And if we don't know about this, we're not going to identify it. And if we can't identify it, we can't stop it. So number two, recognize our emotions and give them to God. There's some Bible verses there from Romans and Ephesians and 1 Peter, because I hope you'll keep this. I hope you'll pull this out every day this week and read some of these Bible verses and go over some of these thoughts and think about how you can identify some of the emotions that you've gone, gone on and, and dealt with this week. Number three, here's a big one. Pay attention to God's Word. We're going to go to Proverbs 4, if you've got your Bibles, after you fill in the blank there on number 3. Pay attention to God's words. Proverbs 4, 18 through 22, says this, The path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. They don't even, they, you know, we don't realize most of the time that our emotions are getting us in trouble. That's what we're talking about tonight. My son, pay attention. And this is what he says, pay attention to. Pay attention to my words. Listen closely to my words. He says, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my word. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. Keep them on your CD. Keep them on your radio. Keep them on your bedstand. Put them on your mirror. Put those, I've got Bible verses taped everywhere because I've got a short memory, and I need all the help I can get. I've got to tape them suckers everywhere. Verse 22 says, For they are life to those who find them, and health to a man's whole body. You need answers to your problems with your, with your family or your finances or your health. Right there it is. If you've got that word everywhere you turn around, there's life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body right there. Here's number four. You ready for this? Here's what we can do. So we're going to recognize them. We're going to pay attention to God's words. And number four, we're going to guard our emotions. We got them. We ain't going to get rid of them but we can guard them. It goes on to say in verse 23, above all else, guard your heart. There's, that's your emotions right there. Guard your emotions, for it is the wellspring of life. What's a wellspring of life? That's a spring that overflows. That's an overflowing spring. If you guard your heart, put away uh, perversity from your mouth and keep corrupt talk from your lips. Guard them. Number, uh, as we continue, number four, to fill in the blank, just realize that we are in control and we can manage our emotions. And here's what I want you, here's what I want you to take from tonight. The last fill in the blank there. In other words, own them. Own them. Own it. Take the responsibility and own it. Take the responsibility and manage it. They're yours. Walk like that. Own it. Own it. Emotions can be powerful through providing passion and drive to be successful. 
Or your mom gets you up at six and tells you you've got to play the piano anyway, one of the two. You can do something completely contrary to your goals. There's a lot of goals that we had set, and we can do things that are completely contrary to our goals because we were in a mood. A mood changed your whole goal. There, there's a lot of things that we, that we have done because we made an emotional decision, a rash decision, that changed the course of our next 10, 12, 18, 20 years. We've all done that. What do we got to do? We got to stop. Recognize them and stop. And say, wait a minute, who's talking to me inside my head? Is that, is that that soulish man that's always stirred up like a, like a bucking cow that's always watching and looking and easily offended and mad all the time? Or is that the Spirit of God? No, that wasn't the Spirit of God. Okay. You know, I hadn't thought about that. I hadn't put this really in words, but I've had an opportunity over the course of the last seven years at this church, more than any seven years, to get mad at people. You cannot believe the things that people will say to a pastor. I remember uh, a friend of mine, Justin Beatles, I grew up with in, in FFA, and he went in to be a pastor, and, and when I told him I was going into it one time, he said, he said, people aren't going to gripe about your sermons or about the music, but I tell you what they're going to gripe about. They're going to gripe about the parking lot, was the lines weren't straight or the hedges were trimmed too short. He said, that's when I get one of the, I, he said, I keep a whole stack of church bulletins from other churches. And that's when I go hand somebody the church bulletin that was just whining to be whining and say, I think you'd fit in nicely at this church. That's <laughs> a true story. True story. But you know what? We guard everything else. Some of it, you know, we, we count calories. Uh, we had a guy at our house today that was, that was counting carbs and, you know, he couldn't, couldn't eat uh, beans with us because there's too many. I didn't, I didn't know there was carbs in beans. Is that right? Hey, speaking of carbs, I love carbs. <laughs> and Teresa told me, well, are they back there on the table? Where are they at? Okay, there's boxes of peanut butter crackers and cookies and stuff we, we get from the food pantry to give away, but we can't give food, uh, food out with peanut stuff in it because somebody's emotions, are, no, no, somebody gets sick. No, I'm just kidding. There's a, the Boys and Girls Club. Okay, we can't put them in a backpack for the kids at the school. We do 107 backpacks at the school. We send backpacks to every week on Friday, and we couldn't put any peanut butter in there. I, was a, I shouldn't have. Other people with peanut allergies, and I should be, I, my emotions should be more sensitive to that, okay? All right, I'll work on that. <laughs> but uh, I want to remind you what verse 20 says we, we watch everything else, but my son, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Let's pay attention to that like we're paying attention to calories or carbs or whatever it is you pay attention to. Sports news, whatever. Somebody said, uh, man, I don't like them people that just put me in a bad mood. Well, you know what? That's just, uh, that's just somebody to blame. It's your joy. It's your heart. Own it. Own your own joy. Don't, 
Don't wait on other people to make you happy. Let the joy that lives on the inside of you through the Spirit of God that is real and alive on the inside of you give you true joy, not just happiness, which is on the outside and exterior, true joy. And I, I'm, I shouldn't have, you know, said something about the peanuts and people a while ago because my feelings get hurt too. They do. That's just human nature. We all do. My wife realized it the other day after we'd been in a fight. Yeah, we still fight. We do. Matter of fact, we're getting really good at it after all these years. She said, well, I'm sorry that calling you stupid hurts your feelings. She said that. She said, sorry that calling you stupid hurts your feelings. She said, I thought you already knew. This is my iPad. It can only give me what I put into it. I tell it what to do. I own it. Now, there's a lot of electronical devices out there that own us. Did somebody's phone ring when I said that? <laughs> that wasn't planned, but I couldn't have planned it any better. <laughs> I get a kick out of put. I get I get a kick out of watching people on Facebook put stuff on there just to get people to reply to give them an a emotional jump for the day. The person that they are, now we're going back to our identity, the person that they think they are is based on how many likes or how many comments they get on a picture of how good they look that day. Or when they put, oh, it's just a rotten day and I'm just terrible. How many people say, oh, you'll be okay, little trooper. You don't need somebody else to do that. You got the Spirit of God. If, if we know who we are and what we're supposed to be doing here, which is, which is getting to know Him a little better, which is loving people with all of our heart and giving ourselves to other people. I mean, we all could have been doing something else tonight. But we came here to learn about God, to fellowship with other people, to give of ourselves, to give of our time. I know you two have, you guys have lots of things to do, but you're giving out food and you're taking care of these people that are hungry in this community. That's what it's all about. This iPad doesn't own me. It does what I, that's the way our emotions should be. They, our emotions should react on what we put into it. We ought to be putting good stuff into it. We ought to own it by putting the Word of God in every day. You say, man, I don't understand the Word. I, I, I don't understand the Bible. It's confusing to me. Let, me. let me give you a great place to start. Because this room's full of people like that. And I'm not running you down because I'm right there with you. I mean, the Bible's confusing. I will say Mark Shell is making it a whole lot easier for me to understand. Hey, just let me, let me give you another Mark Shell plug. 
Most preachers stay completely away from revelations because nobody can read and understand it, let alone explain it. I mean, that's 99% of, of Christianity right there. I spent 15 minutes with Mark Shell one day, and I, 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 I understand revelations top to bottom. Isn't that right, Clark? Man is, just like everything else with the religion, man has complicated it. It's real easy. But anyway, so let me get back to if the Bible's confusing, whatever you're going through, because I'm going through stuff, you're, everybody here is going through stuff, here's what you can do. You don't have to know what Bible, what, what verse or version or what song to sing. All you got to be able to do is Google Bible and whatever the problem is you're going through. Google it. That's all you got to do. Now, if you're like me, you have a problem, a different problem every day. So you get really good at Google and the problem. Google Bible. Put Bible in there. It's just practical application here. Real simple. I know. I remember the guy one time. Now, be, now you guys that, that we haven't, again, these emotions aren't bad. We had a guy that came to church one time, and he was a great big guy. He was six foot five and weighed over 300 pounds, and he had a shop, and a guy came in his shop one time and absolutely made him mad, and he pulled me aside, and he, he said, I got to talk to you. He said, I got so mad. He said, I wanted to beat that guy up so bad. He said, then I felt, felt terrible. I said, don't feel bad. The guy probably, he told me a story. I said, the guy had it coming, number one. And number two, I said, God put that spirit on the inside of you. Up until the last hundred years or so, men have had to fight for everything to survive. You had to fight for your own house. You had to keep it safe. You had to fight for land. You had to fight for food. You had to go work. You had to, you had to fight to survive. It's okay. Sometimes emotions are not bad just because they make you mad. God put that spirit on the inside of you. We just got to own it. We just got to own it. I'll just finish with this. It takes faith. It's believing in something you can't see. Believing that the spirit of God on the inside of you is greater than what you're feeling right now. Faith should affect your feeling instead of your feelings affecting your faith. Because a lot of times we let how we feel affect what we believe. A lot of times we, we let our emotions by what we feel dictate whether we're going to put ourselves in position to hear the Word of God or not. Because I didn't feel like coming tonight. I felt like finishing the welding project that we were in the middle of. That's what I felt like doing. But I recognized that as not the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God wanted me to come be here tonight like a lot of you did tonight. So, I put that little quote on the end of your day sheet. Faith should affect your feeling. My faith is that I'm a son of God, and I'm equipped to handle anything life throws at me. Life's going to throw at us a lot of stuff, but I'm equipped because I'm his masterpiece. I was created in God's image. I am highly valued. Matter of fact, I'm his favorite son, and so are you. Every one of you are. But it takes discipline to change a habit. Now, put this on the bottom of your day sheet, too. Please, please look at this all week. It takes discipline to change a habit because once habits are formed, they act like a giant cable that's nearly unbreakable. It takes discipline. That's what we're here to do. 
Learn and be disciplined together because God is faithful. He's good. He not only loves you, he's proud of you, and he trusts you enough to have free choice in order to choose whether to listen to that as the Word of God or whether that's just an emotional feeling. Don't act like a bucking cow. Be running all over the place, all watching, all offended. Don't be all offended. We might get into a, the spirit of offense here real soon, too. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that we can dissect and recognize the things that can lead us down some dead-end roads. And, Lord, I thank you that now that this has been brought to our attention, we're going to be on our toes and we're going to be aware and we're not going to let our faith be moved by how we feel. We're going to be disciplined to, 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 to put the right things in. Lord, I pray that we'll continue to let our eyes look straight ahead. And as we continue this verse in Proverbs to fix our gaze directly before you, Lord, I pray right now that we'll make level paths for our, your feet to take only ways that are firm. I pray that we won't swerve to the left or right, but we'll keep our feet from evil by trusting you. Thank you that you're a good God. Thank you that you've loved us, and thank you that you've given us the righteousness through Jesus' sacrifice on that cross so many years ago. I lift up our community. I lift up our nation. Lord, I lift up our state and our leaders. We thank you that we can make a difference everywhere we go because the joy of the Lord is our strength. In Jesus' name, amen.